0: Hello, everyone. I'm Kelsey and I'm Lindsay, and you are listening to Hobbits at Heart. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) This is so exciting. We're going to be. Talking about Return of the King and Kelsey, we have a wonderful guest here with us, my best friend in the whole wide world, Kirsten. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome! Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> Lord of the Rings with you.
1: We're all so smiley. I'm like, oh my god, my face is gonna hurt after this. Just so <laughs> excited.
0: So Kirsten is obviously my best friend. Uh, she is a huge, huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan. I would say, Kirsten, don't you think Lord of the Rings is one of the main things
2: we bonded over early on? Yes. When we first met, we learned that we both loved Lord of the Rings. So we were just like nerding out non-stop about it. So first thing we fell in love with about each other.
1: I know. Aww. And the How, list continued. <laughs> <laughs> How um, long ago did you guys meet?
2: Oh gosh, maybe back in 2012?
1: Probably. Yeah, oh. at least eight
0: years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we didn't start off being best friends like our friendship build or built <laughs> and uh, we didn't get to be like best best friends until maybe a few years ago.
0: Yeah, 2016 is when we got really, really close. And then that's when we were assigned the hashtag, which we don't use anymore, but Hobbit Girlfriends.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone knows that like Kirsten and I are hobbits. <laughs> and yes. so they associate that with the two of us, which is really
2: fun. Mm-hmm. It's our brand. Yeah, it really definitely.
0: is. <laughs> so Kirsten, uh, would love to hear a little bit more about you and why, like, when did you get into Lord of the Rings? Like what, what made you fall in love with it?
2: Yeah. So when I was introduced to Lord of the Rings, it was in theaters. So fellowship just came out and my dad took me on a daddy daughter date to go watch the film. And it was Aww. so special to me. Cause I remember my dad saying that he specifically t- chose me over my sister to see that oh. movie because he figured I liked fantasy and adventure more than she did. Um, So that was like something where I was like, Ooh, I'm better than her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I like fantasy take that yeah
2: I'm more like dad so he's taking me on the fun date oh my (laughs) god so
1: your love of Lord of the Rings blossomed from being the favorite yes I mean he took
2: her to see Titanic so like he picked something for her that she would like and he chose a movie that I would like but the second I watched it I just thought it was the most incredible thing I have ever seen and I remember coming home as like a wee little 10 year old (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) raving about how cool it was and how much that movie just impacted me, even at a young age. Like, I loved it. I loved it so much. And I waited for the next movie to come out each year following. I would collect action figures, honestly, for the next Five years, every birthday and Christmas present was a Lord of the Rings action figure <laughs> or Aww. something of the type. I, I honestly still have a box full of all of my merchandise because of how much my family knew I loved it.
0: <laughs> I love that. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous that you got to see it in theaters because my parents thought I would be too scared. So I didn't get to see any of the Lord of the
2: Rings <gasps> films in theaters. So, well, sorry, I'm such a badass and yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow, you're just coming right on in with the sass. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's welcome here. We all have sass here, so yeah. yeah
2: there we go. Things. I'm also a year older than you. You know, it might have my dad probably thought I was a little bit more mature.
1: Yeah. I suppose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I missed hanging out with both of you. This is uh, <laughs> this is great having everyone here.
0: I know it's
1: so fun. We <laughs> should um we should just find a theater. For the three of us and just run lord of the rings extended because they didn't do extended in the theater Mm -hmm. right correct it was just a theatrical cut so why don't we just do our own extended release and uh have our own little party distanced it'll just be the three of us (laughs) we can each have our own row yeah yeah (laughs) or we can do like a um a projector in like someone's backyard you know we could have like our own viewings of these things i'm down and i have a backyard (gasps) yeah Yeah. okay it's done okay (laughs) that's what we're doing sorry everyone else we made plans in front of you but didn't invite you Oops. Oops. sorry that's the end of the
2: episode thank you so much for coming
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well the three of us just uh watched return of the king Hmm. um separately of course but um before we hop into talking about all of that kp i'm curious do you have a favorite um character from lord of the rings just like the saga in general
2: Yes, and this one was tough, because growing up, uh, I definitely pick and chose who I loved. So I actually really loved (laughs) Frodo in the (laughs) beginning, which is not a um, common love. And I have my reasons, which I'll get into later. Um, But I would have to say, now that I'm an adult, I do love Aragorn, Um, just his character in general. He is so noble. He's strong. He's tender, which I have in my notes about him. So I do, I do love him. But I also, out of all the hobbits, I think Bilbo Baggins is my favorite hobbit. Oh,
0: you are totally welcome here with your love of Aragorn, because as I'm sure you've heard in all of our other episodes, we are
1: in love (laughs) with Aragorn. For the uh, (laughs) listeners, I have him on my background, my virtual background right now on this Zoom call, and. It's look. It's like we're holding hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the dream.
1: Wow. You know They're you an mentioned. Item now? Yeah, you mentioned that he um, was tender and all the other things you said. But did you talk about those cheekbones? Look at those. Oh look. my gosh. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna look at him the whole time. This is, this is the best idea I've ever had.
2: <laughs> wow, we go look out. She's coming after you.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. We already established last week that. Um... <laughs> I'm threatened by Eowyn because of her love for Aragorn. So like, I think that we're just in this territory now. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Um, One thing
0: that before we dive into the movie, I feel like we need to explain to all of our listeners is that Kirsten and I very early on in our, well, once we started to get really close and become best friends. Uh, We assigned ourselves hobbits. So we decided that I am Pippin and Kirsten is Mary.
2: Yes. And the reason we chose Mary and Pippin and not Frodo and Sam, who are like, you know, also best friends, Mm -hmm. because neither of us wanted to be Frodo (laughs) because we thought it would be somewhat insulting to be like, oh, you're the Frodo in this friendship because, you know, Sam's such a giver. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So we were like, you know what, let's do Mary and Pippin. And we decided who was who based off of, you know, certain personality traits. So Lindsay is the clumsiest person I have (laughs) ever met and she will spill or drop or run into or fall (laughs) (laughs) literally all the time. So because of that and her constant need to eat, she was Mm automatically- pippin
0: (laughs) yeah and i feel like i have fought this a little bit there are some times where i feel like i relate more to mary but i will say in re-watching return of the king i have some notes where i'm like with pippin i'm like oh yeah i would do that oh yeah that's me definitely
2: (laughs) yeah and there are moments with mary where i'm like fuck yeah i want to fight put me in Mm -hmm. don't underestimate me like i want to do this yeah um but Lindsay is the more serious of the two of us Definitely.
1: <laughs> Wait, does this mean that I could be Sam? Oh, uh, oh that's saying a lot for myself. I know that is like But you hey, are he's like available. Let me just take it all. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're
0: such a good unconditional friend who gives so much wisdom and who was like always
1: there for everyone. I think you like Sam.
2: potatoes.
1: You oh my potatoes. god, potatoes, of course. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I I feel bad like naming myself that, but I mean, claim it, girl. <laughs> I'll claim it. I'll claim it. I like potatoes, and he is just great. He's so yeah. good.
0: Okay, so I think we should jump into Return of the King because there is a lot to talk about. But before mm-hmm. we do, I have two things that I must correct. My mom listened to our intro episode, and she told me <laughs> that she did not want to break my pinkies, and she wanted everyone <laughs> to know. <laughs> That she just wanted to bind them <laughs> with popsicle sticks <laughs> so they would grow straight.
1: <laughs> Laura, you should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is so good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she literally, wow. she called me. <laughs> and she was like,
0: I love your podcast. It's great. It's so fun. Blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, but also Lindsay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh no. Well, that is a great correction. Thank you. Oh yeah. My gosh.
0: So you know, anyone,
1: she- oh, go ahead. <laughs> she friend requested me yesterday on Facebook. I felt famous. Oh yeah.
0: She's like, this is Lindsay's partner in crime. Yes. I must be her friend.
2: <laughs> uh, we love Lindsay's mom. Laura is honestly the greatest. She's my second mom. I love her to death. Like honestly, one of my favorite people. So I love you, mom. Oh, I I also love my mom. I guess I should give my mom a (laughs) shot. I also love Kelsey's mom.
0: I mean, I think all of our moms are amazing. (laughs) What a good Uh, good love fest about our moms. I know. So (laughs) I just, I had to, I had to correct that, you know, for my mom. I don't want anyone to think she was trying to break my fingers as a five-year-old. I'm sorry. I
1: misspoke. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still laughing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Kirsten uh, corrected me on this. And I knew that I got it wrong. I just knew it. But way back in our first episode, Kelsey, when I said that, you know, when uh, Gandalf leaves Frodo in the Shire with the ring and he's like, keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah, And he's gone for a really long time. <laughs> well, I said that he was gone for like a year and a half in the book. He's actually gone for 17 years
1: in the book. Yeah,
2: it was a long time.
1: When you told me this, Lindsay, I was like, oh my God, that is way different than a year and a half. Yeah. So I
0: just felt like the listeners needed to know I needed to, to correct myself. I'm sorry. I was- it's been a very long time since I've read the books.
2: <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I was just like live texting Lindsay while I was watching to the, po- or listening to the podcast for the first time. And I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for keeping us humble. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I got you. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up. I already know it. So. Oh
1: my gosh. Hey, we're not experts. We've established this already in the past. Exactly. I have a question though. So that means that Frodo was like chilling at the Shire for 17 years, just like going about his daily life with this ring. He didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Bilbo Mm -hmm. already left. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So he's just like chilling. Living his Hobbit Mm -hmm. life, you know, smoking pipe
0: weed, drinking some beer. (laughs) Oh, my God. little life. (laughs) I know, the life that we all want. So those were the two things I needed to bring up. I think we can dive into the movie now.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Now, I will say when I was writing notes for Return of the King, I tried to do it a little more organized than I have in the past because I feel like my notes are always all over the place Um, and I looked up the scene titles which was super helpful because it also explains what's happening in the scene so this first scene is called the finding of the ring it's where they find the ring that that was so epic thank you thank you so let's get closer to the mic and say it again the finding of the ring (laughs) I lowered my voice I don't know why (laughs) perfect wait why did I lower my voice I don't know
2: makes it more intense
1: okay this is where we meet uh, Smeagol and Deagle, right? hmm And they're just hanging out and they are hobbits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. In the past, when I watched the scene for the first time, I was like, are they hobbits or are they like kind of hobbits? But their feet were telling me that they were hobbits.
0: Yeah. They're like a river. They're river hobbits. So okay. obviously they live right by the river. But yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but here's my question. I have two questions. Is it really Smeagol's birthday when he's trying to get the ring back from him? Or is he just saying that to get the ring from him? You know what I'm saying?
0: It is his birthday, I believe, in the okay. book. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, not that that mattered, but I was just, I thought it was funny. Maybe he was like, maybe I'll tell him it's my birthday. Then he'll <laughs> give me the ring. <laughs> so sorry, I just dove, dove right into questions without explaining what happens. But basically, they find the ring in the river, practically like minor 49ers during the gold rush. And they find this <laughs> ring <laughs> and um, they start fighting over it. I have a question because in the past episodes, Lindsay, I feel like you've explained to me that what makes the Hobbits so special is that they're more like strong minded against the ring. Kind of, which is why like Frodo and like ended up taking it Mm -hmm. instead of like someone else when they were at the council, but obviously the ring is like affecting Smeagol and Deagle so strongly. Like, are they not as strong minded as the hobbits we see in now? Well, I think at this point, the reason the ring has so
2: much sway over Smeagol and Deagle is because it had been lost for so long and it was trying to find its way back. So at this Mm -hmm. point it finds now two potential hosts to take it back to its master. So it's like, Oh, here are two hobbits let me try to persuade them, one of them at least, to take me to Sauron, or like just get me out of here. So it's not just sitting oh. dormant in the river. Is how I take it. And um, even if like hobbits may be more strong-minded, uh, it doesn't mean that they're unable to hold off the will of the ring. Like you can slowly see how it affects Frodo, how it affects right. Bilbo. Um, they just might be stronger-minded compared to maybe man.
1: In my head, I was comparing it to like Boromir when he wants the ring. Um, But when we see Frodo with it, it's a very like gradual fight with the ring, I guess is Mm -hmm. what you can call it. But they were so quickly like drawn to it. So I was curious. Yeah. And I
0: think like the hobbits, it's not even necessarily that they're more strong minded. And this is just my interpretation of it. But they're just they don't care for power. They don't care for anything other than living their happy little hobbit lives Mm -hmm. in the Shire. So they're not going to be swayed by the ring as strongly as say, like a captain of Gondor, who's trying to have, you know, power and help men, you know, um, succeed. Hobbits aren't like impervious to the ring, but they're just less likely to be taken under its hold, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a fun fact about this scene um, as I was watching the behind the scenes (laughs) for this movie Um, they were actually going to put this scene in two towers but they couldn't find a good placement for it and um, even as they were editing Return of the King Peter Jackson said they just could not figure out where to put it um there's a, a scene in in two towers where frodo says something to Gollum like you know how strong it it is like you've seen it for yourself and then it was going to do like a flashback oh um and then peter jackson was like hey why don't we put it at the beginning of the movie and when they did that they were like oh my gosh this actually works so well,
2: yeah i, I like love that I like that better. I actually saw that information um, online when I was doing some research and they said they wanted it after they revealed Smeagol, like his name and that personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be the transition. But I think it does work better in the beginning.
1: Yeah. I have been introduced
2: to that character.
1: I even wrote like, it's a really good, like cold open almost, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, that's not what you were expecting. Bam. Some backstory on Smeagol. I really loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will say I'm really mad because at the point that uh, Return of the King came out in theaters, I had already read all of the books. I was diehard obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And my parents were like, maybe you can see it in theaters. I don't know. We're going to let your siblings see it first and see what they think. And they said within the first scene, they were like, no, Lindsay can't see this in theaters. It's too scary. And I blame Smeagol for killing Deagle (laughs) for not letting me see it in theaters. (laughs)
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of death in this movie. <laughs> I wouldn't call that scene scary. I think it's just like intense. intense. Yeah. Um, I was also a really sensitive kid. <laughs> 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 okay. Well then maybe they had a point then. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so something that, um, I love about this scene is the sound effects. Um, I love when they're fighting, just the intensity behind the, the music and how you can hear a pulse so you can hear Deagle's pulse the entire time, how it's, it increases, it increases. And then finally it's gone to the point where you can also just hear his last breath escape his, his body. And it's just so cool. I was honestly nerding out last night when I was watching it and I was telling my roommates, I was like, listen to this. <laughs> I'll have <laughs> to go back. Yeah. It's so, it's so intense the way they build it up and then having it just be, completely quiet after Deagle dies and then having Smeagol say his very first my precious oh that just- is powerful
1: mm-hmm. chilling <laughs> and uh, Andy Circus is just impeccable in these scenes like he is in all the movies but in this scene in particular I was like oh my god he's perfectly cast he's such a good actor <laughs> yeah and something I read was that Andy
2: Circus wasn't supposed to be the first choice for for Smeagol in that scene they were trying to cast somebody else but then they're like no he's the only one that could do it yeah and that was the right choice in
1: my opinion oh my gosh really great scene and then it transitions to show Smeagol kind of turning into Gollum I guess you could call that Mm -hmm. and I wrote a plus 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 for makeup like it looks so good oh it's so good It is.
2: It's, it's amazing. And just seeing how each step gets further and further along to the point where he gets his cough, which is how he gets called Gollum is because his cough sounds like,
1: yeah. Um, And then that final, what was that? I'm sorry. Could you like it? That's a
0: really good Smeagol impression.
2: (laughs) I will be saving my Smeagol impression for a later day. Oh, Oh, later time. Uh, maybe today. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it might just slip in here once in a while. It's been something I've been practicing since I was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but his final transformation when he just like looks down, looks up and the eyes are the final subtle change.
0: <clears throat> and the music when his eyes change too, it's like, do, 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 or uh, that's not at all what it sounds like. <laughs> are we the
2: legend of Zelda? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it just... It the whole entire scene is just excellent really well done so kudos everyone that worked on that scene mm-hmm. <laughs> so then after uh we
0: have this cold open of Gollum or smiegel turning into Gollum, then we go to sam and frodo uh chilling in this weird cement uh, thing i don't know yeah, really it's like know a cave thing yeah
2: Yeah, I interpreted Uh, it as like an abandoned either building or a statue that might have fallen over or something, but.
0: Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that I wrote down about this scene is uh, that, you know, Sam is telling Frodo that he needs to eat to keep his strength. And Mm -hmm. I wrote, Sam is a true hero for giving up his food and giving it to Frodo. Like, forget carrying Frodo up Mount
1: Doom. This is it. Yeah. He gave him his food. Yeah, like I wrote, Sam is such a good friend feeding Frodo.
2: My notes for this scene was... Frodo's goddamn fingernails because <laughs> Elijah Wood <laughs> was such a nail biter. And anytime they zoom in on his hands, I can only look at his nails. They're I so know. short. They're so
1: short. I They're also short. noticed that in this scene, I feel like Sean Astin the actor that plays Sam, is uh older looking. I mean, obviously it took them a long time to film these movies, but it's the first time where I was like, Oh, he looks a little older. <laughs> mm-hmm. in the last movie.
2: Yeah, the stress of carrying the ring on
1: there. Oh, I guess so. (laughs) Or carrying, being along with the ring. (laughs) But then Frodo still has this like baby soft, pale porcelain skin and he looks great.
2: I mean, he is the ring bearer and that has anti aging effect.
1: Forget it. Gosh darn it. You're right.
2: (laughs) Who needs retinol when you have the The ring?
1: (laughs) Kirsten's coming in with the facts. (laughs) I know. <laughs> um, so that, that scene is pretty short. And then it yeah. quickly moves on to, uh, you know, everyone else on the road to Isengard. And we see Mary and Pippin literally just smoking and eating. They've been doing that this entire time. <laughs> KP, are you singing the song? The chicken, the hobbits to Isengard. The chicken, the hobbits to Isengard. 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 I just see her bouncing up and down in her screen.
2: Um, so, I recently was sent a TikTok from someone saying that the reason that the hobbits are like constantly eating is because they're fucking high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we actually looked into that with Mike a couple episodes ago. And according to
1: Tolkien, the pipeweed is just tobacco. So, oh, the equivalent. Of- <laughs> it's like the equivalent of tobacco. So, it wouldn't give you the type of effects that you would get if you smoked pot
2: and Mm -hmm. everyone that's why i don't trust tiktok because it could be inaccurate information there
0: unless it's obscure lord of the rings facts guy don marshall who i love
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's great i really he's really excellent i will say though maybe maybe their pipe weed is like something that doesn't exist you know in our universe so maybe it is like tobacco but it gives you the munchies
2: maybe but it doesn't
1: alter your like mental state just makes you really hungry
0: i guess we'll never know (laughs) (laughs)
1: Until or will we
0: yeah (laughs) i don't know what this was in reference to but i just now because of the freaking memes like i can't stop laughing every time theoden brings up uh the Westfold oh I think this is <laughs> later when he's talking to Saruman
1: uh-huh. and he yeah, says yeah,
0: we will have peace when you answer for the burning of the
1: Westfold like I just started laughing <laughs> memes have ruined everything Where was uh-huh. <laughs> I can't take him seriously like every time he's on, he's on screen I just think he's in a TikTok or in a meme I just can't take it seriously yeah all I had that I was going to say really quick was ooh I forgot about Aamir. Mm. Mm-hmm. he's so good looking is that he you really say? really is, it? is, is it, right? amir. yeah, yeah i just i don't know why i just forget that he exists and then his face shows up and he does this little eyebrow thing and then i'm like oh look at him <laughs> i think every time he shows up i wrote oh wow A. amir like yes. <laughs> yeah, but but there's nothing else that i wrote about him it's just like oh there's A. amir again like there's no plot notes nothing just ooh A. amir <laughs> yeah
0: I feel like you forget about him like he's not obviously as prominent of a character as like Aragorn or Legolas even but just every time you see him like and he looks so good in a blonde wig he's not blonde the actor I forget Carl his name. Urban Carl Urban thank you isn't blonde naturally but mm.
2: he looks good in that yeah. <laughs> do you think he looks good with his shaved head in Thor Ragnarok no oh.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> they i'm not attracted to him in ragnarok i actually didn't realize that was the same person until someone pointed it out and i was like oh
2: yeah i love i love seeing the connections between who's in lord of the rings and who's in the marvel cinematic universe so like car urban uh kate blanchett uh oh yeah we also have uh what's his name hugo um hugo
1: weaving who plays on
2: oh yes
1: every time Mm -hmm. I see Elrond I'm like it's Red Skull it's Red Skull Red Skull or the guy from the Matrix (laughs) yes Uh, yeah I recently just started the MCU in like timeline order and of course we meet um in the first movie with Captain America we meet Red Skull so I've just been thinking of that every time I see Elrond but Mm -hmm. at least he plays a good guy in this one okay so this is where we see like everybody talking with saruman and he's of course like on the top of his tower and uh, my first note is uh saruman shut up man (laughs) uh kelsey i have a book spoiler Mm.
0: i don't know how you feel about the books being spoiled at this point but
1: i mean what kind of spoiler is it is it about his death because i know that that's different
0: well, yeah, I'll just say this. I don't think it's that big of a spoiler. It's fine, this- honestly. Whatever. Yeah, The note that I had actually was that this entire scene is cut out of the theatrical cut. Yes. Doesn't even exist in the theatrical cut. Wait. And secondly, uh, yes, that Saruman dies in a different place in the book.
2: Right, so I did. Part of the scene happens in theatrical cut. Like they see Saruman, but they don't have the full conversation that you don't see his death. But don't do, yeah. do you see him on the tower, at least for like a split second. And then that's the end.
0: Yeah, that's it, though. Like, the whole conversation. Yeah, there's no conversation or anything. Yeah, it just cuts to Pippin picking up the palantir out of the water, and that's it.
1: In the theatrical version, you're just like, we're not going to show you anything about Saruman. Who cares?
2: Yeah, for the most part, you're just, (laughs) if you watch the theatrical version, it's almost like, okay, so he's just not, existing anymore like his he's gonna be up in his tower and just live out the rest of his days there
1: they're just trying Um, to use like context clues to show the audience I mean if if uh they show Pippin picking up the Palantir is that was called mm -hmm. then obviously that's like oh well Saruman doesn't have that anymore so
2: yeah in my head when I watched it I was like oh maybe he just like threw it out or maybe when the Ents took over something got destroyed um but yeah, it's. It, I like the extended version for this scene because it gives you like that ending for his story. Yeah, and then you can figure out how how the heck Pippin got that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and I
0: think and I think Christopher Lee was a little bit hurt that he like wasn't in Return of the oh, King I'm at sure. all.
1: I mean, he got I would be. <laughs> yeah, redeemed <laughs> by his death. <laughs> Which in the, th- in the extended edition. So I think that the fact that this all happens differently in the book, I think it might like leave a little uh, space or like um, wiggle room, I guess, for like some of my questions, because I like <laughs> I have very specific questions that it's like, well, why didn't this happen if-, if it happened like this? But if they're just trying to make it happen for the sake of the movie, um, I think it's weird that like Saruman's just been chilling inside with Grima while Marion Pippin and Treebeard are just like outside eating all his food. Like he's not trying to fight back. I just don't understand why. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel
0: like I, I think this conversation does happen in the book. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it, it's just the extended edition that it's, or the theatrical cut, cut that it's not in. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it is kind of weird that Saruman is just like, okay, it's over.
1: I give up now. <laughs> I was going to say, even, I think we talked about this too in Two Towers. It's like, he didn't really fight at all when they were taking over. He just was like, oh, 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 on his balcony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. I think he
0: got too cocky. Like he sent <laughs> all of his, you know, his whole army out to Helm's Deep. And then he like wasn't expecting the trees to come and attack him, even though he's been cutting down the trees. So I feel like he was just so yeah. surprised and... Yeah, he got too cocky and didn't have any way to defend himself, I guess. Although he is a wizard. I don't know.
2: Worked out for everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) Saruman. I feel like the conversation they have is almost like a your mama battle. Like they're just throwing insults. (laughs) 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 I had to look up some of these words. Like he calls him a uh, Saruman calls Theoden a dotard, which is I had to Google it an old person, especially one who has become physically weak or whose mental faculties have declined. And I was like, oh, he just insulted him. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot
2: of back and forths. And it's really funny uh, to listen to because it it does seem like just an insult battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it hits hard in some other places. Like when Saruman's like, tell me what words of comfort did you give the Hobbit before you sent him to his doom? Like, and that just hits Gandalf, like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then Gandalf's
1: like, and what your f- staff is broken. Burn. Yeah. Like, take that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know that there's one thing in the book about how like Saruman's voice is really um enchanting. So I think a lot of what he's trying to do is like enchant everyone and like trick them by, you know, his words and 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 get, you know, get in like dig at them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work.
1: No, mm-hmm. oh, and then Grima's like, what did you call me? <laughs>
0: And then <laughs> I love that <laughs> in the behind the scenes, uh, they talk about how Christopher Lee, like was told Peter Jackson, he's like, I know what it sounds like when you get stabbed in the back. And he was like, it's not this, this scream. It's like a, <gasps> like the wind gets knocked out of you. And apparently Christopher Lee served on like the British CIA during World War II or something like that. <laughs> So they don't know how he knows, but he was very much just like, I
1: know what this sounds like. One of my roommates, I don't remember if it was Mike or Neil, I think, but they were saying that um, they wanted him to scream on the way down, but he was like, no, I'm not screaming. That's just not how this works. It's like, oh, damn.
2: I don't think think Saruman would scream. I don't think he would give them that satisfaction.
1: No. (laughs) Now I will say the first time I saw this movie, I'm like, I'm the type of person that is a verbal processor. And as you know, I like to talk. So I'll just react out loud whenever I'm seeing something. And I literally was like, wow, he's not hitting anything. Such a clean fall. (laughs) (laughs) And then he lands on the spike. And I was like, "Ah." (laughs) oh. I
0: love it though. It's such a poignant death. He dies on the machinery that he made. It's
1: It's really good. Now, I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny when the, when the uh, wheel or whatever it is starts to turn, I feel like the laws of physics, his body would like flop off of that thing, but it doesn't. (laughs) Or
2: his feet, like his feet just stay the same instead of like falling over. He's not stiff by then. Rigor mortis has not kicked in. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Okay. So I was talking about this again with my roommate because we were watching it together and he's the one that said his feet would fall forward. And I was like, well, let's think about everything. So he was stabbed most likely. through the spine would that have like seized up his muscles but this was only like five minutes after it happened so probably not rigor mortis isn't there yet movie magic y'all i I have literally
0: never even thought
2: about that before (laughs) i didn't think about it till i watched it this past time and i was like why his feet not going anywhere
1: (laughs) i so i had this moment where they show saruman holding the orb right when he's standing on top of his tower and i remember thinking like that looks so much smaller than when Pippin has it later. And then it took me a good minute to be like, oh, that <laughs> it's because he's a hobbit. They did that on purpose. Good job.
0: Wow. My God. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so unless you guys have anything else to say about this particular scene, then uh, we are back at Meduseld or somewhere in Rohan. I'm not sure exactly where. And everyone's celebrating their victory. Party time. It's a party. Uh Gimli and Legolas start having a drinking game. Mary and Pippin are singing and dancing on the table. Eowyn's giving Aragorn some fancy cup to drink out of. And yeah, it's and a big deal for some reason.
1: She learned a little bit of Elvish for him. Mm. I said, Oh, she learned some Elvish. Okay.
0: <laughs> She's really trying. <laughs>
1: she really is. I wrote, every time Eowyn looks at Aragorn, she just looks so painfully in love with him. Like it's hurting her to love him because it's unrequited love. He doesn't love her back. I know. It's just so, I have thoughts about this. <laughs> Go for because it. Take when it. I,
2: when I first was watching this, when you know when you're younger, like you hadn't experienced love, like you don't understand what what the dynamics are. So when I first watched it, I was like, "Uh, Awen, like back off (laughs) he has Arwen and he's not interested like why do you keep going after this guy and then looking at it now as an adult there are mixed signals that Aragorn Mm -hmm. has so he is extra I've I said tender, but like tender is like such a good way to describe Aragorn Mm -hmm. Um, and he has that caring side to him but the way he'll you know, cover her up with a blanket, or like be so gentle with her, and you know, give the way he looks at her too. It's almost it. It has that borderline. Of course, she's kind of confused and tr- right. still trying to go after him because there's these signs that might make. And him I look mean, like he is interested. Maybe Horns
0: a little confused too because all he knows is that Arwen is going to the Undying Land, so maybe he's even feeling a little bit like oh well i'm in love with arwen she'll always be you know the love of my life or whatever <laughs>
1: but aowen is pretty fine <laughs> i mean i'll say this too i think aragorn's probably one of those guys that's like just he's just who he is and doesn't realize like what he's doing because he's so kind, makes people fall in love with him. Like if another guy were to do that, I would be like, Oh, he likes me, <laughs> you know, like one of those oblivious guys that's yeah. like, Oh, whoops. Um, but also I will give them the benefit of the doubt that like everything is like heightened because they're all basically like preparing to die in a battle, mm-hmm. you know, not at this scene. Cause they're partying, but in general, Everything feels like it might have an expiration date because they're all fighting for their lives. So I get that everything feels heightened or accelerated. I'll give them that. Mm -hmm.
2: Something I love about this scene is the drinking game. I think it's so funny because it is how I would picture a dwarf and an elf in a drinking match. Like spot on because... Legolas is still very proper in the way he's drinking. He's like, "Oh, I think it's affecting me." While Gimli's like going in, like, "Yeah, come on, (laughs) us dwarves are drinkers," and there is this laugh that Gimli does when (laughs) they get started. He's like, (laughs) and (laughs) there. There are YouTube videos that I've watched where they make like little spoof videos. And at the very end, it is Gimli's laugh and just cuts to him. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime I watch that scene, I'm laughing so hard because I'm just picturing Gimli at the end of all these YouTube videos. It's so good. I did
0: a um lord of the rings like rpg D style game mm-hmm. and i played a dwarf and there was a night where we were all like sitting around the campfire drinking and like celebrating a battle that we won and that was my inspiration for my character <laughs> to get super super drunk <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so good. Uh, I also love this scene for the dancing of Marion Pippin on the table. So mm-hmm. classic. Uh, Kirsten and I actually recorded ourselves doing this in Halloween of 2018 when we dressed up as Marion Pippin. <laughs> oh
1: yes. my gosh. We might have to share that video. Is there a video of it?
2: Yes. Oh okay. yeah.
1: We'll have so, to share that with the, with the viewers. The listeners. Yeah.
2: Uh, Lindsay and I have a tradition now where if we travel anywhere we will make a Lord of the Rings themed video and we (laughs) wanted it to be mostly Merry and Pippin videos but we did branch off to other things depending on like the environment or even requests from our fans um We don't have very many fans, but (laughs) there's a couple people. (laughs) Like one or
1: two friends. I'm a a really big fan.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, this was the first video we made. And I do have a request from my roommate, Trevor, for us to sing the song.
1: Hold on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, This is going to be really hard over Zoom because it's like the timing is off. Oh, yeah. But if you guys want to try it, go for it.
2: So we're gonna attempt it on Zoom. And a five, and a six, and a five, six, seven, eight. You, you can, can keep-, keep your fancy. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then we mess it up. But the only proof of the You're way- going so slow. <laughs> comes from that creature. <laughs> Let's try again.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna count as in? I thought you were gonna count because I did it too slow. Oh my God. Okay. Five, six. Seven, eight. You can keep you can your fancy
2: your ale. and just go by the flagon. The, flag the only, the brew, only for brew for it. the brave and true brew. comes from <laughs> the green, green dragon. Cheers! We ah, were so
1: off. Oh my god, um,
2: that must have been the worst sounding thing in the entire. You world. know
1: what? It's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be, like lagging wise. Oh, it almost sounded like you guys were taking turns on your verses. So that was great. Oh, that's good. Because (laughs) to me, it
0: sounded like we were way off of each other.
1: I mean, (laughs) you kind of were, but it just sounded like it was on purpose. Well, uh, you're welcome, everyone. Um,
0: We might be coming out with a record soon. I don't know. Just, you know, stay posted.
2: (laughs) If anyone has any connections with any producers out there, um, please send their oh it's my
0: god way. you guys are too yeah. much hashtag hobbit girlfriends
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into Gillum's villainy you said Gollum. i said yeah oh. you said Gillum. <laughs> Gillum's villainy. <Gollum's> villainy. <laughs> gillam's villainy all right so the next thing we see is gollum and he is just up to no good right now because he reveals his plans to murder the hobbits and take the ring I love when he says, up, up, up the stairs
0: we goes, and then the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten probably has a way better impression than me <laughs> for that. But I literally, every time I see a tunnel, this is so obscure. I always go, the tunnel. <laughs> but no one knows what I'm talking about because it's so freaking obscure.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I love that, though. Quoting Gollum. Uh, so this... This scene is um, a scene I would watch again and again and again because of my obsession with Smeagol in my younger years and wanting to get his impression correct. Mm -hmm. I would watch his two, um, his like dialogues between himself. So in Towers when we see it the first time Mm -hmm. and here where we see it the second time where he's arguing with himself. So this was literally one of my favorite scenes because of how often i would try to get the lines right and this was before you know i was like aware of the internet and trying to look up the actual lines so i would literally sit down at my tv with my dvd hooked up you know do times to rewind play write down the lines pause right rewind right 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 rewind right 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 and then i would try to get the lines correct and i do have some of this memorized still it's just not verbatim like it used to be um
0: so kirsten i think you're gonna have to do it for us <laughs> right now yes please
2: it's <sighs> oh, okay. a line or two okay 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 and again guys like this is not gonna be verbatim so That's don't kill them kill them birth no shh you must break them. room the plan but the nerve will suspect us what's it say my precious, my love. Smilger losing his love. No, I'm not. Smilger helps Nasty Herbert sells. wants to sell them. Dad, I'm real. Wait, hold up. There's another piece. I want to try another part. Okay. Um, I, w- I want to do like the line that Lindsay likes. Um, but first, we must take them to the stars. Ah, uh, yes, the stairs. And then up, up, up right there until we come to the tenor. <laughs> <clears throat> There's no coming out. She's always hungry. She always needs to feed. All she gets are nasty old orcs. And they don't taste very nice, do they, precious? No, not at all nice.
1: <laughs> Excellent
2: job, KP.
0: <laughs> I love it
2: thanks guys um I do Beautiful. feel pretty confident in my impression I know it's not perfect
1: but it's better it than was. anyone else's I've heard except for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty impressive oh my gosh that was so great my face hurts from smiling through that whole thing so <laughs> I just want to say really quick about that little dialogue I love that I feel like compared to the last time we see Smeagol and Gollum kind of talking to each other this one feels more like two separate people than the other one because it's like you're seeing his reflection in the water which just automatically makes me think of high school musical when Zac Efron is singing bed on it and he looks down in the water (laughs) and anyway that's my uh (laughs) first thought but I love how Gollum is almost like he has like a lack of patience with Smeagol because Smeagol is like the stairs and then Gollum's like yeah and then yeah (laughs) keep going (laughs) yeah come on keep going please so I like that yeah, yeah. I also
2: so you bring up the water, which I like because it's a it's a creative way to show the two personalities speaking to each other. So we have okay. Smeagol as himself, and then his alter ego, which is which is Gollum, and like that's a, a creative way to show the difference. Um, and the scene before it, it was like a switch of like what angle is which. Another difference that I love, and it's very subtle. Um, is the pupil size changes when it's Smeagol versus Gollum so Smeagol has more dilated pupils they're a little bit bigger whereas when Gollum is in control they constrict so they're just a little bit smaller and I think the smaller pupil shows a little bit more intensity Mm -hmm. compared to like a more innocent Smeagol who might just be a little bit more Mm bright-eyed um so I thought that was like a cool difference that you can see and look for in the future. And you can see it in both big scenes where he has this dialogue. And I like to think of, of this as like the id, ego and superego in a way, but we have the id where that's Gollum. Like he's just this like devil sitting on Smeagol's shoulder mm-hmm. and Smeagol is just trying to do the right thing. So he's the ego and there's no superego saying like this is the right thing to do. But like, I feel like he's just constantly conflicted and when I was talking to my roommate last night, he brought up the comparison of addiction. So um, how addicted Smeagol is to the ring and how right now he's going through recovery, he's having withdrawals and his alter ego is trying to take advantage of that to like lure him back into the addiction. And then you have Frodo who's like, becoming addicted to the point where he's obsessed with the ring and you know sneaking glances at it and petting it it was just fascinating I never thought of it as an addiction thing um
1: yeah so I haven't either mean. Mm-hmm. I mean I like that yeah me too because even in this scene is one of the first scenes where we really see Frodo take sides with Gollum over Sam like mm-hmm. in a more serious way than before um because Sam is literally like he's a villain and Fred's yeah. like no he's my friend Smeagol we're gonna listen to him
2: yeah because they have that I, like addiction I, connection. Drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like oh he yeah. gets me because I'm also going through this thing and we both love and hate the ring
0: that definitely uh humanizes it quite a bit because I wrote down I was like Frodo you little bitch telling <laughs> Sam I need you on my side and I put um yeah duh Sam is on your side he's trying to protect you <laughs> but he's
1: blinded by the addiction he can't I know it mm-hmm.
0: it all makes sense now I did write <laughs> in this scene that this is like when you're giving your friend advice that they don't want to hear and they're like just be supportive and you're like I am being supportive but you're being an idiot <laughs> yes yeah. that's totally like what's going on between like Sam and Frodo like Frodo's like I need you on my side and Sam's like I am on your side but you're listening
1: to someone who's bad (laughs) listen to me instead (laughs) oh such a good friend I know my favorite thing about this scene or one of my favorite things is the very end where we just see Gollum look back at Sam and smile it's like the I have Frodo in my pocket right where I want him Oh, yeah,
2: it's so it's good. Really good it's so sly and you're like oh Smeagol you little brat yeah.
1: But it's yeah he's good Go- Gollum is good but if I was he's Sam so I'd be good. like see right there he just smiled at me yeah <laughs> it's almost like a sibling like you know, a slipping rivalry and like the parent isn't realizing what that one sibling is blaming it on the other or something. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I think this might be a good place to wrap up for this episode. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: So we did get one question from one of our followers on Instagram. So this is from Christian Young and they asked if you were stuck in an entmoot, what would you say or do to get it to end faster?
2: (laughs) So uh, I had a couple ideas but I'm gonna stick with this one okay. and I'm going to say I know where the Entwives are they're in Isengard <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant oh so, I like that <laughs> so they can go to Isengard get them over there and then you know trigger the anchor even more but then they'll be like yeah.
1: That's a good one. My first thought was like just to have someone yell, like, fire! (laughs) Because then everyone would (laughs) run away or, like, okay, we got to finish up, hurry up this conversation. (laughs) But really, there was no fire. I feel like I would just leave. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need the (laughs)
2: answer.
0: I know.
1: I think I would get really impatient and I'd just be like, okay, bye. I mean, but do the ants actually care that it's taking a long time? I don't think they do. No. So, in this question, I no. I just assumed I was one of the ants. I don't know. Oh, I push, I put myself in
2: Marion Pippin's shoes mm, of like, okay. I need them to hurry up because there's a war <laughs> um, and we need more muscle in tree form.
1: <laughs> I'd probably be that ant yeah. that's like, uh, why can we not just speak in English? These take forever. <laughs> they,
2: they forever in English, too. <laughs>
0: wow you're full of impressions today i know
2: i know wow oh my god so impressive (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) yeah i was i think i would get really impatient because i'm i have to say i'm a pretty impatient person in general kirsten knows this i'm like a huge like be on time person. Like mm-hmm. let's stick to the schedule. Let's be on time. Let's be efficient here. Yeah. So don't be 10 I minutes I...
2: late to something. Let me tell oh, you. No,
0: <laughs> get there early and sit in your car
2: until a minute after. And then you go in. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, guys. I don't have constant anxiety anytime Lindsay tells me to be a certain place at a certain <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, man. It's a it's a thing in my family. We're all always like really on
1: time, if not really. That's so. excellent, though. My family is terrible with timing.
2: Me too. I run on Filipino time. Lindsay is <laughs> punctual as heck, so it just conflicts with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, my family is German. In Germany, the the trains literally leave like early. So you just got to oh. be on time. <laughs> <laughs> well... This has been fun. (laughs) We still have so much more to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to be continuing with Kirsten going through Return of the King. Uh, But I think this is a good place to probably end it. Um, If you guys have been listening this long, thank you so much for going on this journey with us. We're having so much fun with it. Please, 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 you know, if you're enjoying our podcast, review us, give us a little rating on
1: Apple Podcasts. And uh, give us a follow on Instagram. We're Hobbits at Heart Podcast. And if you go visit our Instagram account, like Lindsay said, you can find some special, you know, like behind the scenes of filming these podcasts or recording them and some extra videos that we talked about in this episode specifically. Yeah, thank you so much, Kirsten, for being our guest. This has been
0: so fun.
2: Yes, it was great. Everyone come back again if you want to hear more impressions. (laughs) I'll lure you in. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: this has been Hobbits at Heart. Thank you so much for listening, and I guess we'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.